while some things have changed since the last episode, we're still here and excited to talk about all things mini golf on the calendar for 2022 on the podcast. I'm Mr. T, or you can also call me Tom. I'm a mini golf maniac, holy moly season one competitor, and one of the proud co-founders of the American Mini Golf Alliance, otherwise known as the AMA. Find all the mini golf designs, reviews, and more from myself and the pink putter Robin at a couple and on social media at couple putts. I'm Pat, the co-founder of the mini golf website and social media conglomerate, The Putting Penguin. Over the past 20 years, in addition to our mini golf reviews, I've been a competitive mini golfer and working in various capacities to push the sport forward. Most recently, I took over as the chair of the World Mini Golf Sport Federation Media Committee. I've been working over the past year with that organization to promote our wonderful sport. Tom said in our intro, a bunch of things have changed recently, and we've got a variety of topics to cover in our episode. Some are going to be on the sad side, some on the happy side, but all in the realm of mini golf. And perhaps it's no coincidence that today we're recording this on the International Day of Sport for Development and Peace. And frankly, I think we both think that mini golf is a pretty great sport for the development of youth and really people worldwide. And who knows, maybe mini golf will bring peace in our world. To kick off our discussion tonight, we do have to circle back to the International Mini Golf Summit, which we talked very heavily about in our last episode, and we're very excited to have at that point. Unfortunately, due to registration numbers and some other factors, we mutually agreed with the course over at Dreamland to postpone that tournament, which we announced uh, earlier this week that we recorded this. So we will not be having that big event in April. And, you know, I think... It's safe to say that we're pretty sad about this. If you listen to our last episode, you could tell we put a lot of time, effort, money, sweat equity, mental equity into it. We really wanted to showcase the AMA in this event, but there's been a lot of good things that came out of it. We have a good relationship with Dreamland that came out of it, some sponsors there. And you know, without getting too much into the details, I think we're pretty happy with where we sit for the rest of the AMA season for 2022. Yeah. And, you know, For those people that are wondering, we have been working on this quite a bit. We're all from outside of Texas and did our best over that period of time since we started first talking with Dreamland and they had invited us to put on this tournament to do our best to like do a lot of things that are really challenging to do when you're not in that town. We'd traveled out of town and found ways to get down to Texas. As you obviously saw on our social media, we made videos of every hole in the challenge course and we were going to be sharing videos of every hole on the dream course as well as some videos about the rules. We really, really went into detail on what's a really complex and complicated course for a tournament. Hopefully that knowledge can be put to use later. We really do encourage people to play that course. Of the people that we know that have already played it, they'll stand behind what we said last week. It's one of the most distinct courses you will find anywhere in the world. It's a really, really great setting to test one's putting skills, and hopefully you'll check it out. But for now, that's on hold but we have other things, fortunately, uh, coming up for the AMA. In a way, it's also sort of a good test of the AMA's organization early on, too, because, you know, I know Tom and I have both been in the business world in our jobs for some amount of time. And you do have to look at some of these things and say, you know, when do you 
cut bait or when do you fish? And, and this was a situation where collectively we looked at it and said, it's better as much as we're going to take it on the chin and have a bunch of things to deal with to, to cancel it than to run an event that was going to be subpar for us. Uh, no pun intended, subpar for dreamland. And, you know, I've been joking that we didn't want to turn into our own little mini golf fire festival. So, you know, I think it's good that we've gone through this already and, you know, we've learned a lot from it and, you know, hopefully we don't have to apply any of that to any of our more established tournaments in the future. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, coming out of a period where the past two years in sports in general have had to deal with this because of COVID, I think it's, there's, there's definitely a silver lining, but like Tom said, I agree. It's the course itself, especially that challenge course is extremely unique. Uh, we would encourage people if you're out there to play it, it, it is in a wonderful experience to try to get there, play against your buddies. Hey, have a local tournament if you want out there. So again, nothing against that. Um, we appreciated everything that we had a chance to do. And, you know, like we said, it's, it's postponed. And so, you know, who knows what the future brings, but you won't be hearing about the tournament at all from us in the next few episodes because we won't be having it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is really important. You know, mentioning fire festival, I've, run a small record label over the years, been involved in the arts world and setting up events for thousands of people. And that's why we really wanted to take on this challenge. And we also wanted to call it when we did. So we weren't having it the day of, and we're having to apologize for people for it not being run well. That is something with the AMA that we feel is really important. We've seen really poorly run tournaments in all sorts of different sports as well as the game of mini golf. And we want to make sure that this one is well promoted, well documented, and that we're hosting everybody in a way that makes us feel comfortable and confident and makes people feel welcome and invited. That more than anything else, you know, was a real value for us. And so I feel like that gets us to a good transition for the other AMA events that You know, while this was our first attempt to do it at a course in another city where none of us lived, these other tournaments are going to have probably one or both of us at them during the rest of the year that we're going to be talking about. In fact, the first one that I have on our list, and I'll just jump right into our AMA tournament announcements. This is a, I don't know if it's like an air horn, do, 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 (laughs) drop or whatever. We added a tournament that's not even on the AMA Mini Golf website yet. The 25th anniversary MC Mini Masters. It's the annual tournament that Mick Cullen, Holy Moly, Season 1 winner has been putting on for 25 years. is happening on June 25th, and that will be a tournament where you can earn points for AMA ranking. Right now, the Tournament is going to take place on that Saturday, June 25th. It's going to start at 8.30 in the morning. And you're like, why is it starting at 8.30? It's because it's going to be six rounds at four or three different locations in the area on the edge of southern Wisconsin and northern Illinois, just north of Chicago. It's going to start in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is just on the border of Illinois at Action Territory. And it's going to end... At both of the courses, the red and the black at Park King. So there's going to be two rounds at Action Territory in Kenosha, Wisconsin, if I understand it right. And then in the middle, there's either going to be one round at Lighthouse in Waukegan, Illinois, and one round at Kristoff's in Round Lake Beach, Illinois, Kristoff's being owned by 
season one, holy moly winner, Stephen Kristoff. Or instead of at being at those two locations, there'll be rounds at both of the courses at Congo River. They have two different layouts there. And so in total, it'll be six rounds. It's a long day. Aaron from O Street and another one of the AMA founders and organizers and I went down and made some videos and recapping our weekend last year that you can find on social media. And maybe we'll reshare them when we went down for mixed tournament. It was such a blast. It was so much fun playing that much mini golf in a day. It was a little hot last year. So we're kind of hoping that it's not as much as I love my best dressed trophy that I won for sweating through six t-shirts. And if you can believe it, if I am correct in my memory, and we'll share this on our social media just to clarify, it's $60 for the day to play six rounds of mini golf in a whole bunch of different places, which is pretty cool. And then on top of it, there are a ton of little trophies that Mick does every year. Those are all the things that Mick does. What the AMA is lending to it is we're going to give points for those people that are registered members. If you go to amaminigolf.com, become a member, you're gonna get the points that we're gonna have distributed for the placing in that tournament. Again, stay tuned for that one, but I am looking forward to it and the Pink Putter and I are definitely going to compete in that one. Pat, do you want to share our other exciting announcement? Yeah, so this one literally just hit social media today. Speaking of Aaron from O Street, the fourth O Street $1,000 tournament was announced. He is returning the tournament to Tea Time in Ocean City, New Jersey. Uh, It will be held Sunday, August 14th. It'll be a two-round tournament. It starts usually about late morning. I think it was about 11 o'clock start last time to give some time for practice and everything. I am personally very excited because I won the (laughs) second iteration and I really crapped the bed on the third iteration last year when I was trying to defend. So I'm excited to have an opportunity to uh, move up, although we tied last year at 15th. So both of us should, if uh, you're able to make it out there, should look to move up. So I want to take my revenge on that course, potentially learn how to play the alligator, um, on hole six or seven, wherever that is there. But, uh, I know I have, I have a vendetta and I want to get back in the driver's seat on that one, but I'm really happy that he's returning it there. I think we had close to 50 people last time. It's, it's, it's a great event on the boardwalk. I hope it again, like mix, it's a little bit uh, not as hot <laughs> as it was yeah. when we're doing it, but August in the Northeast, I mean, eh, might as well just plan on it being boiling there. But so you will see that, um, that was, like I said, shared on O street. We'll get it, you know, it's been updated on the AMA website. We'll get that shared out and everything, but that's, that's really exciting. A good place to, to earn some points, a lot of hole in ones and just, man, such a fun, fun mini golf course. I think other than parking now that we've brought that in i mean it has to be the most traditional mini golf course we're going to have in a tournament this year yeah and if you want to jinx pat just uh like go post on his wall pictures of hippos he had like the worst (laughs) luck on the purple hippo hole that if you hit the ball up into the hippo with the right pace, it's pretty much guaranteed a hole in one. But if you look on the social media, you can find pictures of Pat like 
straddling the hippo in an unfortunate way because his ball came out where the teeth are supposed to be, which is on the wrong side of the hippo that you're supposed to be. And yeah, that 20 rounds of practice. And I did not miss that shot. I missed it both rounds in the tournament. And then it's funny because the alligator, as much as I never went for the alligator's mouth because I suck so badly in practice, Ditto. I just got two twos on it because I played that safe. But yeah, no, I, I completely blocked the hippo, even though that is a really great picture. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we all have those little holes that we're trying to get over. I don't know if there was anyone in particular. Actually, I know what it is. I have to actually pay attention to the holes with timing and not mm. hit the Ferris wheel on the thing that says stop. I like have to actually <laughs> not only focus on my pace and like keeping my head down and all of these other things that are important. I have to actually pay attention to the timing, which I did during practice, but I just big brain fart. And that's the fun thing about tea time. Anybody can win at that course. We're definitely going to make it down there. We're going to fly out east to Ocean City and check that out. And we're really excited for it. And um, there is another tournament that I think Pat should probably talk about. That's also part of the AMA tournament as well. Yeah, and this one will be announced um, probably right before this goes live uh, or tomorrow if I actually get to it here Friday, if I remember what day of the week we're, we're on. But we are happy to announce that we'll be doing our sixth running of the Matterhorn International Pro-Am up in Canton, Connecticut. So we partnered with the Matterhorn course there. Um, very happy to have Autumn on board, ready to do this again. We're running it back, a, uh, and it will be on Saturday, September 17th. Uh, sorry, Justin Seymour, because that's the day before he's getting married. So we'll see. Maybe Anna, I think they should both come play because <laughs> they play it all the time. I mean, you don't do anything the day before your wedding anyways. Um, but we're, we're running back the format we had from last year. It's three rounds. We do run two divisions. So the the pro division uh, is the $40 buy-in. Right now it's got a $900 purse um, and we will pay down to eighth if we get up to 15 players in that division. The amateur division is $25 and uh, there's just prizes for that. There's no cash payout. The other thing about the pro division that we started last year and we will be running back again this year is everybody who plays in that division will get at least one entry into a skins game or a skins round afterwards and it will be NBA lottery style. So if you finish first place, you only get one entry. If you finish 20th place, you get 20 entries and uh, we'll be doing at least ten dollars a hole for the skins nice. game um it may we may be bumping it up the back nine to like twenty dollars a hole to add a little bit more excitement there it was super fun to do last year i think we still have the facebook live video out there we'll try to do some a little bit better videos of that but a little bit extra incentive to try to jump in the pro division um, in case people haven't done it the majority of the points from an ama perspective will actually be from the pro division you'll get minimal if you're playing on the amateur side and, and that just you know this is the way it plays out for that but we're really excited to have that again it's you know knock on wood we have had five years of really good weather in september and the fall up here in new england leaves are start turning to change the only problem i would say is canton's not the easiest place to get to in <laughs> connecticut but hey you can make a good you know New England weekend out of it if you really wanted to uh, kind of idyllic there so we go from that to another tournament that's very close to our host's heart that's right 
It's going to be the third annual miniest mini golf open at Lily Putt in Coon Rapids, sponsored by the Rap Air Horn app. I don't know if that's actually the name of it. I think it's called the Ham Horn app. Now I have to look it up. It is called <laughs> the Ham Horn app. It's not actually sponsored by it, but if you're interested in sponsoring the AMA season of tournaments, get in touch with us as the podcast is the official and only podcast of the AMA. We are happy to uh, address any issues with podcast or AMA sponsorship, and we're not shy about it at all. But back to the miniest mini golf open in September. It's going to start on the 18th, Sunday the 18th, and we're going to have qualifying rounds where you can come in, go to the course, play a single round, or play multiple rounds to get in the top 10 of scores. And we're going to have a max of 20. And it's our own weird rubric that we have that we'll explain and will be available on the miniest mini golf open website. We'll have up to 20 people that'll be playing in a championship on Sunday, September 25th. I'm still on the fence about whether we're going to make the championship two rounds this year. I think in COVID times and for other reasons, we had only had it as one, but I think given the AMA likes to have a little bit more data and, you know, people proving their uh, ability to putt, there's a good chance that we will stretch it out to two rounds this year, but we shall see that'll be happening in September. And we are hoping in the coming weeks to maybe announce at minimum two or three more tournaments before the end of the year. If not four or five, our hope is that in total with the winter classic already happened, that we'll have nine additional tournaments for our first season of 10 tournaments for our AMA season. And frankly, we're already looking and thinking about 2023. So even if it doesn't make sense, you know, if you are a course owner or you're someone that runs a tournament, in your town and you'd like to be part of something national that gives some recognition to organizing a tournament that's well-run and well-documented, get in touch with us. Drop us a note at amaminigolf.com. You can drop us an email at podcastmini.com. You can go find us on social media on all the platforms for everything. And we're happy to respond. We really want the AMA to highlight how there's really a ton of different tournaments out there. That's how it got started in the beginning is that all of us were doing our own things. We're like, there's some really good putters and we want to have a way of recognizing them in a way that's not possible right now. And so we created our own thing and we're happy to have other people join in and uh, join our mini golf movement. Speaking of awesome mini golf things coming in 2022, it's holy moly season forever. And we should cue, maybe not an air horn, but the audio representation of the Kermit <laughs> waving his arms gif. That's not it. How about, <laughs> let me see it. if I got another one here. Um, ooh, here's a good one. That's uh, my cat. When it's really hungry, the noise that uh, he makes, Zach the cat. Um, yeah, see, we, we really blew this. We should have, well, we probably would have got copyright infringed. We but need should have cued like the, the, the Muppet Show, you know, opening and everything. Because, um, you know, forget everything else. If you haven't seen it, the Muppets are going to be involved in season four. And that's about all we really know from what they've shown so far. And it starts on Tuesday, May 3rd. It'll still be in primetime on ABC and streaming on Hulu. But... It's been on Thursday nights for all of the run of it in the U.S. up to right now. So that's an interesting move 
may affect how we podcast because we try to record it the day afterwards because we could do it for the weekend. Oh, um, yeah. So we'll have to think about that um, when we're when we're pulling this all together. But this season was actually filmed back in March of 2021 when they filmed season three. So my guess is that the Muppet tie-in has a big part to do with there were no audiences last year at the filming of Holy Moly. We talked about that a bunch and they tried to do a bunch of stuff with Holy Moly going pro and like little video produced pieces with Steph Curry to make up for it. They did a little bit of that season two at the beginning of COVID where they did the animated pieces. So who knows how they're going to incorporate the Muppets. I'm jealous of the people of season four, but as I was mentioning the pad and a message, I think... Because we are on Holy Moly, that means we are in the extended Muppet universe somehow. I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there, which there's all sorts of like wish fulfillment in that that I'm just trying to manifest. And I mean, at the very least, it makes us what one degree of separation, which I mean yeah. is better than most of the Kevin Bacon ones. So I think we're good. It's true. I think my best Muppet story is that when I was a college radio DJ and then a music director, we had someone that didn't show up one night and usually we'd set like a playlist of songs to play overnight. Very small college. I decided, I don't know why, as a prank or something, I put on the Rolf the Dog solo album <laughs> on repeat and blasted it on the campus station overnight. And uh, he has a song about what did I ever do to onions because they always make me cry. This is the one that I remember. So that's my that's my Muppet story. So we'd encourage you to uh, message us, you know, comment on this show and on Holy Moly throughout the seasons if you have any weird Muppets connections. It's funny that that is a Jim Henson entity that's connected to mini golf, but then we also have Walkabout's Labyrinth course that's going to launch on Walkabout Mini Golf VR later this summer. So I guess the Muppets are Muppets in mini golf. I mean, Muppets take mini golf. Muppets take mini golf. But getting back to Holy Moly, it's the fourth season. We're guessing that a lot of the holes are going to be pretty close to last year. We're hoping that maybe the donut will get used more and a couple of the ones that didn't get shown as much. I feel like I saw some things talking about Parkade and we had talked about last year in some of the establishing shots of the episodes that A, I was pretty sure that I saw that it was Polcano versus uh, what it was at the Ho-Ho Pole. Ho-Ho Ho. Uh, ho, 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 right. And I think Polcano is coming back based on one of the photos I saw. And then we also saw that there was like a foot wedge hole and the whole truth that were sort of behind Joe and Rob and one of their intros to the show that it's it's hard to hide things on that set. We've been out there while it's a huge set and it's everything is ridiculously big in person. There's only so much they can do when they're filming it and preventing people that are nerds like me and Pat from pausing and going like, that hasn't been in any of the episodes this season in Holy Moly. So there's probably going to be two or three new holes. But my guess is at max, we're going to have like 14, 15 holes throughout the season. And if I was a betting man, I would bet that Parfish, Parfish Dutch 
will probably make the finale again, if only because it would be wild if production set that up for literally only two people to play it. That's kind of not how the show works, and that's kind of not how money works. It's really expensive (laughs) to do that for a single episode of a show where most people are not like paying as big of much of attention as we are. So it's kind of like God in the season. What what do you think is going to happen, Pat? I don't know. I mean, I, I like I said, it, we've definitely talked about we'll probably see a couple new holes. I agree. Like it would be really weird if they didn't run back Parfish Dutch, but I mean, who knows? We only got one year of uh, Nefertiti, so we could. We, I mean, anything's possible, I, I guess. I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see uh, what they're thinking. I mean, it, I don't know. We've we've gone been through this th- three seasons now, so we kind of know what the cadence is going to be and kind of the beats that they hit. I really just hope that we see some good putting and you know the Muppets thing will be interesting. I hope it's just not like a one or two episode thing that they have hooked us in that they do have a through line there because I think there could be a lot of fun with with that as well but uh, I don't know I'd like to see them bring back some of the stuff that they had but yeah there's we know how the set works we know how much they can mess around with and we know what we saw so I'm just excited to have it back like you said a new day Tuesday night's kind of an interesting I mean I don't watch nearly enough television to have any idea of if that's like what runs that night normally what are they not up against like is what's the strategy around that um i'm just happy that our season is back on hulu yeah watch it (laughs) all three seasons are on hulu so um you can watch episode seven it's like golfing in space with william shatner steph curry rob riggle and myself in no particular order probably putting me somewhere in there uh, for that minute that I show up in that episode as a mini golf guru and uh, playing against a guy who um, is an amazing golf instructor who gets credited with the song Who Farted or something <laughs> or John, uh, who's an amazing putter. And Pat, your episode was episode five. What was it called again? Can you remember? Actually, I can't, I can't remember. remember. It's one of those things where like... Because it wasn't the beard episode, which was the strange part about it. Yes. And it's like, every you can't be worse than this. And then there's one that's like the greatest show on turf. Lots of punny stuff. Our expectations is it's probably going to be nine competitive episodes with the 10th episode finale. If it's anything like last time, they'll do the first round in the finale. I mean, we're spoiling like the whole season probably if, you know, like all of the conversations we can have in the future, but probably three competitors going off against each other in three different matches in round one, the three competitors who move on in a second round and then a big finale. But Hopefully they mix it up, but I don't blame them if they didn't. I think they're trying to save a little bit of money on three and four by filming them together and just get through COVID, probably with some expenses that they were hoping were going to be used for international players that they haven't really gotten a lot of opportunity to do stuff with. And the biggest question, I think, more than anything else that we're going to be looking for answers to is, is this it for Holy Moly? There is no Mm. open casting anywhere in the world. 
I think part of it's because COVID is still real and it's still lagging. And in other parts of the world, the restrictions are still pretty significant. And I don't think anybody wants to take risks with people's lives. I mean, no one's going to be casted on that show that hasn't gotten vaccinated. That's 100% for sure. But I will guarantee you that they have to then probably go through the protocols of getting people tested daily, which is expensive. So maybe they're prolonging when they're going to film. But I think it has us a little worried with the fact that a lot of this has been banked content and they're throwing a lot of stuff at the wall with like the Muppets and all of this other stuff to try to make it work. But we'll see. I mean, the hope is, is that there was chatter about people filming in Australia on the set that they had out there for another Australian season and then maybe bringing some folks from over in Europe. Yeah, we have no answers. So we're going to be spending a lot of the season being like, do we think this is enough? I mean, maybe that's going to be a, a weekly topic is, was this episode <laughs> like interesting enough? I mean, I hate to be the person that like, well, the ratings are down and this means something. It's like, well, the ratings were super up in season one because there was nothing like it. And it was leading out of the NBA playoffs that Curry did great in. And then the second year, Curry didn't play much that year and we had COVID. And then last year, the world was opening up and who wants to sit inside and watch TV? So who knows? It's a mystery what's floats for a broadcast tv show these days yeah so uh we'll have to see if we've got future content for episodes for the podcast or if we're really gonna lead hard on the competitive side of the house <laughs> but we you know we have we have lots of things in store where they're like mini golf adjacent folks uh that we're planning on interviewing even if there's uh not that great of a season of holy moly i don't think we're gonna dig as hard in the episodes but we are gonna bring on a lot of guests that are mini golf fans mini golf creators mini golf course owners mini golf competitors and mini golf characters because i don't know you're listening to the podcast what else do you expect us to talk about <laughs> no one else is doing it so we might as well but we're gonna leave you with that and we're gonna get into big thoughts mini golf it takes courage to grow up and be who you really are people have the right to define their own identity whether it be personal pronouns or professional status as a mini golfer, we are all entitled to be what feels right and natural to ourselves. And we've said it before and we'll say it many times more. Mini golf is for everyone. And with that, we're at the 19th hole. So until next time, put one ready. Gotta find my air horn. That's all, folks.